Welcome to Live Your Dream Podcast, episode 27. What you think is your disadvantage may be your greatest strength. I'm your host, Lena Lee. Before I start the show today, I want to give a shout out to my listener who left a review on iTunes. Peng AJ wrote, So inspiring. I love how it goes into depth about the struggles of pursuing your dreams and eventually how they manage to push forward and come out on top. Wow, thank you so much for not only taking the time to listen to my show, but to write me this great review. So, if you got any value from listening to my podcast, I would really appreciate it if you can take just a few minutes to give me a rating and write me a review. It's really easy to do it on iTunes, and I may give you a shout out in future episodes. For those of you looking for guidance on how to find happiness and fulfillment in your career, I put together a guide to the three steps to finding true career fulfillment. If you're interested, you can download it by clicking on today's show notes on your podcast app or on my website, selinalee.co. That is C E L I N A L E E.co. Since the month of May is the Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, so I'm sharing some stories that are relevant to the experiences of Asian Americans and minorities. And last week, I shared a conversation with Dale Manami, a lawyer who has defended the civil rights of the Asian Americans and other minorities. So if you haven't yet, I highly encourage you to go and check out the episode. Today, I want to tell you a very personal story about how I grew up in both California and in Korea, and how growing up to become bilingual and bicultural has made a profound impact on who I am today. I was born in California, and my family moved to Seoul, Korea when I was three years old. And after finishing elementary school in Korea, we moved back to Southern California when I was in my seventh grade. Middle school is a tough time for everyone, but it was especially tough for someone who didn't speak English and looked different. I was an easy target for the cruel middle school kids, and I was constantly bullied at school because I didn't speak the language. Life was really painful, and I came home and cried many, many nights. Then one day, I created my dream list. I wrote down all the dreams I wanted to achieve in my life, including writing my book. And as I've shared with you in previous episodes, Having a book with my name on it was my very first childhood dream. I also wrote an encouraging letter to myself. I wrote that not everyone will be nice to me, and that's okay. And these kids' opinions of me are not important, and they won't be in my life anymore once the school is over because I'll never see them again. So I should not care about what they think of me. My parents actually kept this letter I wrote to myself. In my dream list, and I didn't even remember I wrote it. But then several years ago, my sister found it at my parents' place and sent me a picture of it. And I read it and I was like, wow, I was wise beyond my years and definitely much wiser than I am now. And sometimes I wish I could go back and ask my younger self for advice. And I was so surprised to learn that I've actually achieved all my dreams I wrote down, including writing my book. 
So when I was in seventh grade and I was getting bullied all the time by these kids, it was one of the most difficult times of my life. And I thought that if I can just speak English as well as these other American students, maybe they'll stop making fun of me. So I made a detailed plan to learn English as quickly as possible. And I studied as if my life depended on it because I thought it was the only way out of this misery. Five months later, I passed an exam to get out of ESL, English as a Second Language class, where I had felt very much like a second-class citizen being in it. And then I started eighth-grade English uh, class in a regular English class, but I didn't magically turn white. My hair didn't turn blonde, and my eyes didn't turn blue, and I was, of course, still Korean. And being Korean and speaking Korean meant that I was still very different from the other kids, and it made my life very painful. And at the time, most of the Americans didn't know much about Korea, and I was often asked the question, are you Chinese or Japanese? Back then, K-pop and Korean drama were not popular outside of Korea, so Korea was definitely not as cool as it has become in recent years. So I was struggling to learn English and to adjust to the American culture, but my parents kept emphasizing the importance of keeping up with my Korean. They made me read Korean books and read Korean newspapers, and they had me go back to Korea often, so I would continue to maintain my cultural ties to Korea. And my parents were quite different from a lot of the other Korean-American and Asian-American parents at the time. Most uh, Korean parents at the time believed that in order to really succeed in the American society, you have to not speak Korean at home, you have to give up being Korean culturally, And you have to be really assimilated into the American society. And that is the only way to succeed here. And they had reasons to believe this at the time because earlier studies on bilingualism found that speaking two different languages hinders and has a negative impact on a child's development. But my parents didn't believe that. And they kept emphasizing to me the importance of continuing to speak and learn Korean. So even though it was really frustrating and difficult at the time, I kept up with my Korean and actually turned out to be one of my greatest assets and blessings in my life. And it turns out my parents were right. Now, many studies on bilingualism have found that being bilingual actually makes you smarter. It can have a profound impact on your brain, improving cognitive skills, and even protecting you from getting Alzheimer's and dementia later in life. Speaking a language is not only about a method of communication. You also learn about the values and the cultures of the place where that language is spoken. And because I kept up with my Korean, I was instilled in the Korean values as well as the American values. So when I grew up, I didn't struggle with the identity issues that I've seen some of my Korean American friends go through. And because I learned about two different languages and two different cultures, it got me very excited to learn about a third culture. So I not only extensively traveled, but also lived in many different parts of the world where I didn't know anyone before. And I really enjoyed reestablishing a new life from scratch. And I believe that 
Throwing yourself into a completely new situation and environment is probably one of the best ways to not only learn about the people and the culture there, but also to learn about yourself because you're going to discover things about yourself that you absolutely had no idea before. And I believe that my bilingual and bicultural background really prepared me well for these experiences and also taught me how to adapt well to new situations and new environments. Also, a language determines a way person thinks. So if you know how to speak two different languages, that means you know how to think in two different ways. If there are two different ways to think, then there has to be more than two ways, right? So there's got to be a third way and a fourth way. So my experiences of growing up to become bilingual taught me that there are so many different ways to think. So one way to think may not necessarily be right and how I think may not necessarily be right. So I learned to really appreciate different points of view and I start to learn about and embrace the differences and the diversity that exists in our culture and society. Many years later, I became an investment banker and then a lawyer, and my professions didn't have much to do with writing a book, but my childhood dream that I wrote down in seventh grade was deeply alive in my heart. I had read somewhere that the biggest regret people have before dying is that they had not honored their dreams. And I didn't want to be one of those people. So one day, I decided to pursue my dream. I knew that I wanted to write a book, but I didn't know what kind of a book at the time. I was hosting a talk show on a Korean-American broadcasting television in New York City at the time, and I've met a lot of people through hosting the show and also throughout my career. And of all the people that I met, the people who inspired me the most were those who were using their skills and talents to contribute to the society in a positive way, and to give back and help other people. And I started to think about what it is that I can do. Is there anything that I can do a little better than other people? And I really struggled with this for a long time because I just didn't know what I was good at. And one night I had an idea. It was to interview successful Korean Americans in different industries and write about how they overcame failures to achieve their dreams. My goal was to show that there isn't just one way to achieving what we call success. And I decided to write the book in Korean for the Korean-speaking readers in Korea and in the U.S. because many of the people I wanted to interview didn't speak or write Korean well, so I would interview them in English, but write the book in Korean. Then I would be using my bilingual skills to serve as a bridge to bring those inspiring stories to the Korean-speaking readers. So then I'd be doing something good using the skills that I had, right? So I kind of like made up my own reason. But if you remember, when I was younger, the fact that I spoke Korean meant that I was different. And this has given me an incredible amount of pain. And it wasn't something I was really proud of. But it turned out my bilingual background actually made me be very unique. And being different actually was a good thing and turned out to be one of my greatest assets. Writing this book was one of the hardest, but also one of the most meaningful experiences I've had. And it literally changed my life. 
Some of you know the story of how my book led to me starting my community, Give One Dream, which now inspires so many people around the world to achieve their dreams and led to me starting this podcast. So being able to speak Korean enabled me to achieve my childhood dream and also helped others to pursue their own dreams. And also, growing up to become bilingual gave me so much more career opportunities because I now have a whole nother country with audiences and fans who support my work. I want to share with you a story about one person I wrote about in my book. Howard Koh is a former U.S. Assistant Secretary for Health during the Obama administration and is now a professor at Harvard School of Public Health and also at the Harvard Kennedy School. I'm sure some of you may have heard of his family. It's the really famous Koh family. His younger brother is Harold Koh, who teaches at the Yale Law School, and he also served during the Obama administration as the legal advisor. There are six siblings in the Koh family, and all six of them have studied at Harvard, Yale, and MIT, and all six of them have achieved amazing level of success in various kinds of professions. So I wanted to know what was so special about their family upbringing, so I went to go interview their mother and asked her about what was so special about her parenting style, and I wrote about that as part of Howard's story in my book. Howard told me that he grew up in the 1950s in Massachusetts and in Connecticut. Back then, there were almost no Asians around, and it was really hard to see any Koreans. People didn't know much about Korea other than the fact that it was a place where there was a war, so the knowledge was low and the understanding was very poor. The only other Asian kids in his elementary school were his brothers, so As a kid, of course, you want to feel like you are like the rest of the kids, but the kids would go out of their ways to tell him that he was not. So growing up as a minority was incredibly difficult for him. He told me that when you're young, you want to be like the majority, you want to fit in. But now that he's older, he said that it's one of the beauties of growing older is that now he knows that being different from the majority is actually a wonderful thing. It's a huge positive, and he absolutely loves it. And here are the reasons. You look very different from everybody else, so people will never forget you, which is a huge positive, he says. And you can also tell your stories of the experiences of how it's like to live outside the mainstream and your sensitivity to the issues of the underserved and the underdog, which is an incredibly powerful message in any industry you work in. And he told me, I love being Korean because whatever you do, you can be the first. And when I heard that, I finally started to understand why Howard and his siblings became so successful because we often say that as a minority, it's really hard to succeed in this society. People usually say, I want to work in this profession or this industry, but there's no one that looks like me. So that must mean there's no opportunity for people like me. So many of us give up before we even try. But then Howard thought, if there's no one that looks like me, then even better because then I can be the first, right? So they changed their thoughts And as they changed their thoughts, their attitudes changed and their behaviors and their actions changed and the results and the realities changed. 
So although at the time, it seemed like the odds were very much against them, but they all believed in their seemingly impossible dreams. And many years later, all of their impossible dreams became realities. So today I shared with you my experience about how my bilingual and bicultural background has changed my life. And what I once thought was my disadvantage, the fact that I am Korean American and spoke Korean, which made me be very different from the majority and didn't really like about myself when I was younger, actually made me be very unique and turned out to be one of my greatest assets and blessings in my life. And it also helped me to achieve my childhood dream of publishing a book, which led to me starting and growing Give On Dream, a community that now has inspired so many people around the world to pursue their own dreams. So after hearing what I've shared with you today, I hope you'll go out and celebrate the fact that you are different from the majority because it's an asset, it's a huge positive, and I also hope that you'll take some time to think about what your dream is and what it is that you can do using some of your skills and talents to help other people and to contribute to our society. And you might just be surprised to find out that what you think may be your weakness or disadvantage might just turn out to be one of your greatest strengths and blessings in your life. Okay, so I hope what I've shared with you today was helpful to you. And if you're looking for guidance on how to find happiness and fulfillment in your career, I put together a guide to the three steps to finding true career fulfillment. And you can download it by clicking on today's show notes on your podcast app or on my website, selinalee.co, that is C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E.co. And please subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And while you're at it, I would really appreciate it if you can please write me a review. It will really help me to spread the word and get discovered by new listeners. For questions about my coaching or to reach out to me with any thoughts or questions about my podcast, you can also visit my website at selenali.co and I look forward to hearing from you. So thank you so much and I'll be back soon with another episode. I hope you have a great week.